the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I am not a professional caregiver. Did you hear that exclamation? I am not. I don't care what my mother thinks because she says you're not a professional. Wait, that's what I just said. I'm not a professional caregiver. Um, wait. I'm hold on. If you're confused by that statement, let me explain. Many times caregivers are expected to be professionals. Did you know that? Yes, even when paid. Now, this is going to be a little rocky and rough. So if you can't handle it, turn now. Because if you have a family member that's a caregiver, uh, if you're a professional caregiver, uh, get ready to be offended. Because guess what? I'm a professional caregiver. It doesn't matter if you get paid or you don't get paid. Why are you a professional caregiver? Because you profess to be a caregiver. (laughs) It sounds really simple, but it's true. But watch this. When the pressure is on, are you still professional? Well, what does that mean? Do you remember, you're the one that said I'm a caregiver. You're the one that said I'm my dad's caregiver. You're the one that says, yeah, I take care of my grandma. Okay, well, so when the pressure is on, do you fail under the pressure? Is that you? Are you that one? Are you the one that starts to whine and complain when the pressure is on? I wish my doctor would come into the office where I'm sitting awaiting him telling me about, oh, you know, it's just been a rough day. Excuse me? Imagine it. Your doctor comes in to your visit and starts talking about their day. Oh, yeah, I've had too many patients today. Oh, I've got a stomach ache and I'm just ready to go home. Wait a minute. I thought I was here to see the doctor. Wait, is he this guy okay? Can you imagine what the recipient of your care feels like when you do that? Now, I'm not saying you can't be human, and I'm not saying you don't have a right to be human. What I am saying is that if you're a professional caregiver, meaning you made that declaration, then go with it all. Be it all. Be all you can be. Oh, I'm not talking about our military. Listen, I'm talking about the fight of a good caregiver. Because regardless of the day, regardless of how we feel, regardless of the time, you're a caregiver on call, on duty. I'm the caregiver that is like, uh, what do they call it in the military? On watch or something like that. Hey, if you're military, email me, connect at LorraineCarroll.com. That's right. Because right here on Carrying the Burden, it's not just about caregivers, but it's about those who care. So if you care, then this is for your ear. So is it the neighbor next door? They have all these great programs. Phone a friend. You can even call the police. Did you know that? In the month of June, we're helping everybody understand how you can care better and how much more you can care without having the professional title of caregiver. Right. Um, Just asking. Hey, Mr. Johnson, how's your day going, sir? Oh, fair Midland. I'm like, what the heck? I didn't grow up with that. What is? What did he say? If you can translate that, let me know. I now know what it means. I was born in Southern California. I'm sorry. 
to my Midwesterners, my Southerners, the people that were what I call the leftovers from when they got stationed here back in 53. I, I, I don't know. But what I do know is this. It's important for people that care to do two things. If you profess you care, act like you care. So like I said, with the doctor analogy, if my doctor came in and did that to me, I might be a little offended, bothered, concerned. First of all, I'm paying you. That's the first thing. So what about you non-paid caregivers? Does that give you the entitlement to act any kind of way? Mm, It depends. (laughs) Technically, you're not paid, but it's a matter of integrity, ethics, and your values. See, I don't compare care. We don't compare care. We don't? No. I keep telling anybody that I encounter, don't compare care with me. Don't tell me how to do it unless you're trying to enhance what I do, because otherwise it could come across as an insult to us caregivers. We have a tendency as caregivers to overwork ourselves many times. And I'm talking about us good ones now. There are some bad caregivers out there. You don't believe me? Talk to me. Connect at LorraineCarroll.com. There are some bad caregivers out there. But what I want you to understand for us Those that work hard, diligently, faithfully as caregivers, we understand two things. One, hey, this is our work here. This is what we do, our choice, in other words. And the second thing we understand is that, hey, this could be me one day. So if that's incentive enough for you, do it. Let it work for you. Because when you extend your hand, when you open up your hand to give, you will receive. I got a Luke 638 on that in the Bible. You can check it out on your time, on your dime. I want you to listen by faith to whatever I tell you. It's from my experience. See, people would listen to Jesus talk. Some believed him. Some didn't. Some put him down. Some were encouraged. It's like that in caregiving. Yeah. See, I think Jesus is the ultimate role model for caregivers. Mm -hmm. I tell people that all the time. I don't really care. Uh Oh, wait a minute. I thought you're a caregiver, but watch where I'm going. If you receive it or not, what I do care about is that I told you. That's my responsibility. That's my Christian duty. And that's my obligation to the Lord because he provides for me. My duty is to give what I've been given. So if I can give you support, advice, help, that's what I'm here for as a caregiver, but for the other people that care. So the classifications of caregiving, they vary. It depends. I had a talk with someone. We ended up talking 45 minutes on the types of care that exists out there. Yes, types of care, yes. 45 minutes, we were able to get up to at least 30. Different types of care, right. So we're talking about the stereotype of caregiving, the professionals, the ones that work in the nursing home, sure. And then the ones that are taking care of their ill parents, right? Are you following me yet? And if you keep naming them, you're going to find out there are lots of different types of caregivers. Now watch this. Is a Girl Scout leader a caregiver? I think so. Mine were. I'm telling you what I know. We have this tendency to stereotype care into one category, but it's a diverse thing. Care? Yes. And caregiving makes it even more diverse. Because now we've defined it. We give care. 
We provide care. We share care. Who's we? Those that choose to do it. Now, you can be selfish, arrogant, obstinate, mm, even a little stubborn, and opt not to care. Did you catch that? We're big on apathy in 2023. Yes, I made it sound a little Midwestern on purpose because we want you to hear that you have a choice in this thing every day. You can choose to care or you can choose to say, I don't give a bleep. Can we bleep that? Yeah, I didn't say it, but you might have. Even if you didn't say it out loud, you might have thought it. Thank you. Because see, a lot of times people don't care, but they don't say anything. So I jump back to John thirteen thirty five, and I say, well, I told somebody recently, you'll know I'm a caregiver. How? By the love I show my mother, because that's for whom I care, primarily. So when people give me all these great compliments, and I mean, they come in, boatloads, wow, you're doing such a great job, from people I don't even know, especially if we're in the arenas where they are not expecting her to be, like a concert or the movies. Or other places that are more formal and they're like, wow, that sure is a lot of work you're doing. And people offer their help. And I told a friend of mine, I said, they better get ready. I am not the one that says, oh, no, no, I got it. Did you need some help? Yeah, I need some help. (laughs) And they sometimes jump because I'm smiling and I'm happy about it. Why? Because most people don't know how to receive the care. Caregivers need care, too. I keep telling you. That's how you avoid caregiver burnout. So first of all, when the care is provided for you, caregiver, take it, receive it, open your hand up and say, hey, I'll take one of those. Yeah, is that free? Caregiving? Uh, Yeah, you're going to help me and I don't have to pay you? Yeah, I'll take it. Let me have one of those caregiving assistants for free. Alex, how much is that? A dollar? Okay. Yeah. Oh, I didn't have to pay you. It was free. You just offered your help and you said, hey, can I help you with that? We pay the cost when we don't receive. That's when you pay a million dollars because why you missed it. Your help was provided for free and you said no. So now that's going to cost you a million dollars in what? Pain, headache, backache. Yes, lower backache for those of us that do transfers. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. Insomnia. Shall the list continue for caregivers? Absolutely. We have so many challenges. But many times it's because we would not receive the care. Have you ever thought about it, caregivers? Do you turn down care? You probably did already today. Somebody tried to let you into the lane onto the street from the busy parking lot and you're telling them now, go ahead, go ahead, because you had a separate agenda. And what was that? None. You didn't have an agenda. The truth of the matter is you weren't ready And that's what happens with caregivers. Caregivers aren't ready to receive. It is such a big deal to receive. Why? Because most of us don't know how. So can you practice receiving today? Can you practice saying, okay, sure, yes, I do need help. That is half of the battle of stress relief for caregivers. Now, the other half of the battle is asking for help. Don't be a stranger. Look, when I pray in the morning because I have to take my mother out for the day, one of my prayers is, Lord, is there a Hercules in the earth? Can you send him my way? Now, look, I'm noticing what I'm saying here. Hercules, we know who he is. Yeah, the big green monster, but it might be a Hercules. She might work out every day and she's, ooh, she can lift stuff. Yeah. Hey, if she offers help, if he offers help, I am going to accept the help. 
Many times people won't accept it out of what? Pride, selfishness, embarrassment, sure. If a guy is 6'4", and he is at Hercules, he thinks, oh, I got it. No, I got it. Oh, thanks. No, I'm good. No, you're not good because there's a mental stress that comes in planning the organizational methods to keep that Alzheimer's patient of yours in the car and keep them from getting out and walking around while you're trying to put their scooter together in the trunk. You're trying to figure out how to keep them occupied, preoccupied, and then put the scooter together. That's too much stress. So what do you do? The first thing you do for all of you six foot four type guys, look, you can be five feet four two and have that kind of stress. Why? Because you won't what Re- receive. Uh, guys are supposed to receive. Yes, I'm picking on the guys this month. Why? Because unfortunately in America, the guys usually get more stereotypes. Really? Yes. Think about it. Guys are always told, "Hey." Fix your face. Wipe your tears. Hey, you know, you can't cry. I, I never believed in that, you know, but it's what we did. It's a part of our American culture. I don't know why we told the guys they couldn't cry. But let me tell you what. The Bible says what? Cry quietly? Whimpering? No, it says cry loud. Cry loud and spare not. Now, some of you preachers, you Bible scholars, yeah, I know the context of what it says. But regardless, I understand that it said cry and it said loudly, open up your mouth and boo-hoo and get it out. Now, again, our guys in America, that's kind of tough for them. But you know what? If you do it, it's a form of stress relief naturally. Ask Any doctor of OD, what's that? Well, you can look it up. I told you I don't have that kind of time to explain always. But look, those doctors will help you understand the natural way before you take Tylenol to get rid of that headache. Sometimes you just need a brisk walk. Some of you still go in the office. Some of you still drive to work. Do you know those are stressors? They're building up little by little by little. So you drove in stress to work. And you think that you're good because you arrived, but do you know that stress is still there in your body? How do you get it out? A quick walk. It only takes five minutes, believe it or not. Yeah. So instead of taking the elevator, try down those stairs if you can. Go around the block, just one block, that's all you need. And try to do it in five minutes. Just that alone, I'm telling you it's proven. No, I'm not a doctor, but I have lived this because I had to work full time and do that drive. Uh, All the way to San Marcos. If you're in San Diego, like I have been because I was born and raised here. Yeah, I live some other places. But anyway, if you're here, you understand what kind of commute I had coming from what we'll call central San Diego. Yeah, all the way to San Marcos every day. And I still had to take care of my mom. Oh, uh, by the way, I had to take care of me because caregivers forget we have to take care of ourselves. Right. Because remember the mantra. If you don't care for yourself, how in the world are you going to provide care? So caregivers, two things. Are you listening? If you're able to, jot it down. I care about myself because, and list one, most people can't say that. Did you know that? Try it. I care about myself because, uh, yeah, well, I care. About what? Because what? Uh, 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 right. Most people don't take the time to think about why they care about themselves. Because we've been taught that that's arrogant, it's a little vain, 
actually with the right heart of humility, you will begin to understand how much more powerful you are as a human being when you take care of you. See, that's what I liked about Jesus. He would let his brothers know, and I'm talking about his blood brothers. People forget, yeah, Mary had other kids. She did, yes. Yeah, he had brothers. <laughs> and he would tell them, no, I can't go over there. No, that's not the plan, man. Sorry. What? Yes. And he would tell the disciples. They were like his brothers too, but he chose them to walk with him in the earth and to work with him in the earth. So think of the disciples as co-workers, but he was close to a few of his co-workers like all of us can be, right? Peter, James, and John. But think about it. Jesus would tell them, no, no, that's not the plan. Read it. It's in the Bible. John, you can read it. John 7. So remember, sometimes caregivers have to care about themselves because they can project some of the returns. It's an, it's an investment. Caregiving, yes. Because if you don't plan, you might get a failed return. It's very much like investing. If I don't plan my day with hopes of a good return, it can fail. And then that failure is on who? Me. It backfires on me, Lorraine. Yes, I'm the one that ends up having to do the job of seven people. I tell my mom often, I'm not a staff. Can you have mercy on me here? Because I'm telling you, my mom is the what I call snappy happy. It's like, jump to it, hop to it, get to it. I'm waiting on it. And where's my mom? Mom, I'm not an octopus. That's what I tell her. Hey, remember, I'm human. Well, well, you can speed it up. And I tell her, well, how about you speed it up? And so it goes back and forth for fun. But caregiving is a system. And what type of system is that, Lorraine? Well, email me, Lorraine Carroll, right? That's my first and last name. So how does that go again? Connect at LorraineCarroll.com. So put it all together. Connect at LorraineCarroll.com. We'll talk about it online. And when you're ready, we're going to to put you here live on the show so you can talk yours out. Some of you have been a little shy about coming on the air live and going around the world on your podcasting station and and letting everybody hear your voice. But guess what? If you're bold enough, someone needs to hear your problem too. I have a lot of people that are caregivers with a lot of problems, ranging from suicidal, Oh, hey, it's Saturday morning. I don't want to hear about that. Well, it's the truth. It could be you, and you're not even a caregiver. Whoa, that's a little heavy. It's the truth. Suey is oneself, side from the root of kill. Yeah, kill oneself. Yes, people are suicidal that are caregivers. Absolutely. The stress of caregiving alone keeps people depressed, keeps them angry, keeps them bitter. And then for those that might not be as suicidal type well there are some caregivers that are alcoholics whether they tell you or not (gasps) chronic alcoholics what's the difference I don't get it well codependency on alcohol or drugs that's when it's chronic when you wake up to take the pills to drink the liquor to function because you don't feel you have the strength the tenacity the propensity and you need the drugs alcohol first yeah That's codependency. Caregivers, you're not as effective. Your care becomes weakened, lessened, and now what? You might not care, and that's not our job. Now, I opened up today with I'm not a professional caregiver. Or wait, am I? 
If I profess to care, then I'm a professional. If you say to someone, yes, I'm my mother's caregiver, or I take care of my dad, he lives with us, just because you didn't say the word caregiver, just because you didn't mention anything about caregiving, you alluded to care and you provide it. So what happens? The expectation, all eyes are on you. So what kind of caregiving are you doing? What kind of caregiving are you providing? People start judging you? Yes, they do. But we're not supposed to do that. Matthew 7 and 1, right? Well, the Christians aren't. So what does that mean? All the other people will judge you no matter what. Um, Where do you get your supplies? Well, I get my supplies through, oh, yeah, I heard they were pretty um bad. Yeah, they don't make the... Are you paying for the supplies? That's my response. Because, look, I'm doing the best I can with the care that I have and what I provide. So what about you? Are you going to pay for it? Are you going to send me a caregiver, a housekeeper, and another person to cook, clean, and, oh, yeah, flush the toilet? A lot of people that are old forget to flush the toilet. They do. And what about the other things they forget? They forget things like uh, what day it is. And guess who's responsible for letting them know what day it is? Not the calendar. (laughs) You see where I'm heading? Caregivers do a lot of work. No one really cares about the work of a caregiver. So if I'm running late, for example, to a meeting, nobody cares that I'm running late to the meeting because my mom threw up and I had to clean it up before I left. Well, I didn't have to clean it up, but hey, it's the way I was raised. You don't leave that stuff around. Well, hey, for those of you that choose to, I'll get to it later. Not me. Thank you. Whoever it is, I've learned they can wait. And if they can't, maybe I don't need to have a relationship with them professionally or otherwise. Did you catch that? Ooh, yes, that's the sacrifice of caregiving. Those are the choices that I have to make. What about you? I've decided to do it the way Jesus would. I have studied Jesus and his caregiving style for a long time. It's kept me alive almost 23 years now. Ooh, I still can't believe it because we're in the month of June and I'm pushing forward, not backwards. So that means, should I live to see my mom this year in December, because I'm halfway through 2023? Yeah, it's going to be 23 years of caregiving. My goodness, what about your job? How long have you been on your job? Have you always been happy at work? (laughs) I can hear some of you grumbling now, right through the airwaves. Yeah, I can hear it. What about how you've treated people. Have you always treated them professionally, happily, kindly, gently? Yeah, we've got fruit of the spirit that most of us Christians, we really don't plant those seeds. We act like we're a Christian at church and then everywhere else we just act like ourselves. (laughs) What does that mean? Just what I said. I'm that Christian that wants to show the love because that's what my Bible says. They'll know that I'm a Christian by the love that I show me, Lorraine. If I show you love, then know that I'm a Christian. Because let me tell you this, a friend of mine sent me a website of a huge convention. And she said, I can't believe this exists. I said, what, Satan.com? I think it was called. What do you mean you can't believe it exists? She said, it's like they're trying to have Comic-Con for the people of Satan. And so I laughed at her. I said, I'm sorry, you just discovered this, but this has been going on for a long time. So what does that mean? Am I promoting Satan comp? No, I am promoting that I'm a Christian and that if you don't have the light of Jesus, then you might be in the dark. 
I'm not here to judge you. You're here to conclude that. That's not my job. My job is to show love and give you light, light and life, L-I-F-E. As a caregiver, that's my job to do what? Provide light and life? Yes, because think about it. (laughs) For my mom, if she had to function in the dark all day, even into the night, it might be a little difficult. I'm doing the physical side, work with me here, and life. If she were to die in the dark, whoo, that's heavy. Are you seeing where I'm heading? For all of you Christians, all of you caregivers, it might be a little heavy for you, but take it as is. Jesus is the light of the world. That's what he said when he was alive. But he also left us duties and commands. He left us with expectations. Who's us? Christians. So I'm not concerned about a Satan come because I'm of the light. People can choose light or darkness. It's up to you. I chose the light. This is the month I celebrate my salvation anniversary, and I get a a real big excitement in my soul. Every time I think about this month when I was a teenager and I gave my life to Christ, and it was my choice. Nobody made me. I didn't have those people. You need, you need, you should, you should. Yeah, okay, the preachers did say that kind of stuff. I'm sorry, that's the truth. But the truth of the matter is I opted to be a Christian just like I've opted to be a caregiver. So what I'm going to do is let Jesus be the light of the world for myself. How about you? Are you going to let Jesus be the light of the world? I am. I'm good. Hey, if you let light and life guide your care, You won't be in the darkness. It's so simple. Have you watched the Justice League lately? I'm telling you, you'll get the message. If you need some encouragement, caregivers, watch cartoons. Well, the Justice League, I'll promote them. I'm not sure about those other cartoons. You've been listening to what? Caring the Burden. Yeah, you know, C-A-R-I-N-G. Caring the Burden. With me, Lorraine Carroll, right here on KPRZ 1210 AM in sunny San Diego, Always on your podcasting stations, everywhere, any time of the day, every day. Join us next week. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.